it black and white, we build it Earn our stripes, you know we kill it Bleed our colors, jungle dripping Nasty, natty, yeah, we live it Lit the crowd, get the city loud Yeah, we feasting now Fit the bounce, make the city howl Now we beastin' now Thunder through the tunnel From the sideline to the huddle Stripes, we tatted on the jungle When we flex that who they muscle on Stripes, Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the Kings of the North, baby. The Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,456 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, do me a favor. If you're watching on Twitter or if you're watching on Facebook and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to uh, Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notifications. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the chat crew on YouTube, we're doing super chats. So if you like to make sure your comment gets read or support what I'm doing, please give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, this show and every show is being brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Yes, Brad, we have some injury updates. We will get to them here in a second. We have a very special guest today. Been working. He's been, he works at 1530 Homer ESPN. I've been going back and forth with him, trying to get him on the show. He's a very busy man. Very happy to have him on here. He is the better half of the Tony Pike show. He's Austin Elmore. Awesome. What's going on, brother? Oh, man. Strawberry Ice. Glad to be here. Thank you for that introduction. Yeah, our show is called Cincy 360. I prefer, uh, I, I think I'm the three and the six part of that uh, equation. Tony Pike might be the zero. So just how it has to be. I, I like I like that. I, I, I can go with that. I can go with that. Now, yeah. the thing is that we need to start this hashtag. We, we've been talking about this. I'm going to tweet this to you. We need to start a hashtag. Cincy 360 needs a third hour. We need to work oh. on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm blown away by the support we have gotten. Uh, a lot of people saying that we need a third hour, bridge that gap between us and Mo Egger. 
Um, I would love nothing more. So hopefully we can make that happen over the course of the last, uh, uh, over the course of the next several months, whenever that might be. So hopefully that happens. I appreciate the support. Yeah. No problem, man. No problem. Well, I mean, I, I love listening to you guys and I can't stand Bart Scott. So I, I mean, I honestly, I hope <laughs> I would like 1530 to just go completely local. Cause I don't really, yeah. I can't stand a whole lot of guys that are on ESPN to be honest, but just want to say what's up to everybody in the chat crew. We got, let's see here. We got Phil coming in from Piqua. We got Ryan going in from uh, Toledo. What's up everybody else? We got Crypt, uh, the, all the usual guys in there. What's going on? I am ecstatic. Now I know oh, we got Lexington here. Let's get Lexington in here. Joe, what's going on from, from Lexington. Now we had an, uh, somebody asking about any injury updates and yes, we have some injury updates and it seems like it's going in the right direction for the Bengals and the wrong direction for the Titans. But Ben baby has reported reported that Trey Hendrickson was a full participation at today's practice, according to the team's injury report, seems to be progressing well through the concussion protocol. I don't know about you, Austin, but I think that is great news. Yeah, that's that's a monster uh, situation going on for the Bengals right now. The fact, number one, that he was limited yesterday, full today, makes you think he's absolutely going to play uh, on Saturday night. And that's going to be important because if you think about the last – half of that game when Trey Hendrickson didn't play against the Las Vegas Raiders that really gave Derek Carr an opportunity to pick the defense apart they moved the ball effectively they were able to run the ball effectively and the Bengals just didn't get pass rush uh, at all and that's kind of been one of the struggles of this defense all season is getting pass rush with four Hendrickson alone has done a lot of it so when he's out of that equation they struggle a lot to, to rush the passer so he would be critical in that especially with a guy like Ryan Tannehill where you know it benefits you to hit him, benefits you to get him on the ground, pressure him. He's going to make mistakes. He's thrown almost as – I may have finished the season with the most interceptions in the NFL right towards the top of the list. So anytime you can disrupt a guy like Tannehill, you give yourself some opportunities, and that will be crucial in uh, Saturday's game. Yeah, and just like Kane here says, uh, great news, Jack Rabbit. Their starting DB is out, and that's another one I got that I'll put up here real quick. Ben Baby reported. Titans quarterback Jack Rabbit. What, what a name, right? Jack Rabbit Jenkins <laughs> did not practice with an ankle injury. Linebacker Derek Robertson, a former San Antonio Brandon standout, uh, is given a day of rest. So, and I, from what I've read, Jack Rabbit Jenkins would be the one that would be most likely to cover T. Higgins. So, yeah. I, I think that's good news. Fine. We got a couple more days of practice. See if he. he goes full go go or not but what's your thoughts on that well that's the t higgins thing is interesting to me because of how he just basically non-existent in the game on saturday against the raiders one catch 10 yards came late in the game uh, and we've seen what he can do this season especially the way he's been able to go up and get the football make those contested catches he kind of turned into that safety valve for a couple weeks there for joe burrow so anytime you have a a backup player potentially backup player going up against t higgins it's already hard enough to defend these wide receivers right Uh, so that would be that would be another big part of this offensive game plan which uh, i think is going to be interesting to see how they decide to attack tennessee also shocked to see that ben baby got a texas reference in one of his tweets That is surprising. I can't believe that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Crypt Keeper here's got a little message for you. He said, Austin looks like Bill from the McAfee show. <laughs> I wish I knew who Bill was. I like Pat McAfee. I don't get a chance to watch his show because he's on the same time as us. But exactly. if you say it, Crypt, I believe it. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, Pat McAfee was, uh, I, 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 well, but what I do is I listen to Pat McAfee uh, when he starts and I switch to you guys and then you don't have a third hour. So then I switch back mm-hmm. to him. This is what I do. But yeah. Pat McAfee actually said today on a show, if uh, and it's on Twitter, I retweeted it, that he doesn't think that the Bengals will win in Tennessee. F- first of all, because we've never won a, a playoff, a, a road playoff ever. And he mm-hmm. doesn't think it's going to happen this year. I think it's we have a shot of it happening. I mean, I I, I know people are worried about Larry Ogunjobi, which I am too. Mm-hmm. But getting Josh Trubo look like he's on the men, possibly coming back. I don't know about uh, Ren. I don't know if he's coming back. But the way B.J. Hill and, and Breeder played, I think we're, we're going to be okay. I mean, I, Larry Ogunjobi is a big loss. But if we get Trey Hendrickson back, I, I think we got a pretty good shot, shot here. Yeah, there, there's no question about it. DJ Reader is kind of the key to the whole thing, right? Because of, mm-hmm, of his ability right. to effectively stop the run, what he does for those linebackers. Uh, Jermaine Pratt is very instinctive. Sometimes it bites him in the butt. Sometimes it, it helps him make a, a game-changing and, and potentially franchise-altering play. But the, the defensive line and the relationship with their linebackers is, is going to be critical. And, and you know, it, it might sound crazy, but to me, just as important as what they decide to do defensively is what they will do offensively because of the way that Tennessee wants to play games. I mean, they've had 90 players play this year. They've had injuries to their best players. They've had a guy like, like Ryan Tannehill that they just kind of picked up off the heap and, and he has won playoff games for them. That's not by accident. That's because they want to keep the ball out of the hands of the other teams, run the football down your throat. So, if the Bengals can do similar to what they did against the Raiders, which is come out firing, mm-hmm. get a lead early, force Ryan Tannehill to beat you, then you have an opportunity to put your defense in a, a good spot. I mean, think about the the when the Bengals played the Titans last season. The Bengals stunk. The Titans were pretty good. They came into Paul Brown Stadium and the Bengals destroyed them. Like the Bengals right. dominated them front to bottom, you know, bottom to top, front to back, any way you want to put it. And a lot of that was because Burrow was out there making plays. He was cooking, doing mm-hmm. his thing. And, you know, Derrick Henry had 120 yards in the game, but didn't really matter because they had to they had to chase. Right, exactly. And that's that's what I've said this whole time. I mean, yes, the Titans defense is different than last year, but it's not that much different. But the Bengals offense is, I think, completely different than it was last year because right. we have a guy named Jamar Chase. And shout yeah. out real quick to Charles. Thanks for the $2. Uh, yes, John, John again is not doing his homework again. Yes, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I say that lots of times on here. But, yeah, I think the Bengals have a very good shot, and I agree with you. You know, we've said this a lot on, on my show, and you guys say it on, on City 360 a lot. Let Joe cook. And Zach did that at the beginning of, of the Raiders game. Spread them mm-hmm. out and 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 go for it. Take shots downfield. Get Chase. I really liked how they got Chase in different formations. You know, they right. use him a lot like like the 49ers. Excuse me. The Sucky Niners. That's how I always refer to him on my show. <laughs> the Sucky Niners, they use Debo a lot. The back I like that a lot to get just get the get the ball chase hand in open field and let the man go. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I mean, I thought Zach Taylor called a really good game, especially because they haven't been running the football very well. So finding ways to get um, chase involved in the run game, kind of extend that run game in a lot of different ways, I thought was really helpful to them. And I, I saw a tweet earlier today. It, it, I don't know if you saw it, but 
uh, Troy Aikman made some headlines in Dallas today, kind of criticizing the way that the Cowboys use CD lamb. I think he had one catch on Sunday against the 49ers and how they didn't take advantage of, of man to man coverage, one-on-one coverage. And, you know, that's basically what the Bengals have been doing with Jamar Chase. They're not going to beat you down the field every single time. It's, it's, it's right. not just going just not going to happen. But if you're going to play off the ball, if you're going to play him one-on-one, then there's an entire route tree that Jamar Chase can run, and him and Burrow are so synced up that they can nickel and dime you down the field. That's what they did on a lot of their drives against uh, the, the Raiders last week. So it'll be interesting to see if the, if the Titans go with that sort of a strategy. I don't know that they will. But you know, they have one of the best defensive backs in the NFL and Kevin Byard. So wh- where they decide and how they decide to defend Jamar Chase, I think will be interesting to see kind of the chess match, uh, Zach Taylor, what he counters with there. Yeah, exactly. And I want to give a shout out to, to Whitney, one of the one of the one of the stars on, on, on Twitter here. She's uh, she I, <laughs> I call her called her shot girl because she was shot uh, girl. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I saw her at Friday night at the uh, Holy Grail. She walked out and I had a bunch of shots. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna give her a hug. She's like, well, I don't want to spill these. I'm like, yeah. So she's for always for now on, I call her shot girl. So wow. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? And, and I may or may here. not have I may or may not have bought a round of shots at the bar I was at after the Bengals game. Spent entirely <laughs> and spent entirely way too much money that night. I'm sure there was a lot there was lots of drinking <laughs> going on on yeah. that Saturday. That was ridiculous. Uh, let's get this question here. Ryan. Says who is the tight end or Titans tight end? Anybody good? Just asking because Titans usually kill us. Do you know off him? Because I don't, to be honest. The the name that comes to mind is Jonu Smith, but to be completely honest with you, I'm not sure if uh if Jonu Smith is still with the Tennessee Titans or, or not. But the fact that we don't know off the top of our head is probably a pretty good indicator that they don't have somebody spectacular um at the tight end <laughs> position. Usually the, the the Bengals make uh, even average tight ends look good. So that's but true, it, which is something I just don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not sure. Hopefully we uh we do better better this game than we we've done in the last couple of games. But getting back, somebody asked in the chat if I'm going to Tennessee. Yes, I'm. I'm going to Tennessee. Me and uh, Prince Ice and uh, Matty Myers will be heading down in the uh, jackpot Joey Mobile. If you guys saw the story on Channel 12, we'll be heading down there. Bright and early, 7 a.m. Heading down there. I can't wait. I wish I could go down Friday night because I know Bengal Jim's got a big, uh, not necessarily a tailgate, but a big bar scene going on down there on Friday night with the uh, Nashville Bengals um, fan club down there. But also, I, I got I to gotta play this video here real quick. And I, I think this is really cool because everybody knows the show. You can see what I'm wearing. I'm always talking about Jackpot Joey, calling him Jackpot Joey this, Jackpot Joey that. And, Never really thought. Now again, it's not my idea. It's Matty Myers. It's his his whole thing. Never thought it would be. It would actually catch on. But it actually got onto NFL Network. Check this out. All right, we all saw Joe Burrow's post game look. Here it is. Go viral after Cincy's win over the Raiders. Jackpot Joey, as the Bengals call him, showing up in the stylish shades. I don't know if you hear that. Wow. The sound was pretty low, but they actually called him Jackpot Joey. And it actually made the uh, Bengals uh, video from uh, from uh, Saturday too, three times on there. So I'm I, I'm stoked about that. That just that's just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Kind of these homegrown movements that that the Bengals have been recognizing with a lot of the fans this year. They've really uh, delved into that. You know, with with the way. I mean, one thing I thought was really cool is how at games this year they will have. Uh, 
like the safety procedures about how to leave. And they filmed that with the Bengals captain and Bengal Jim mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all those people. I think that's cool to just kind of tap into that network of fans and, and uh, to, to give, you know, those people that opportunity to show off their passion is, is pretty cool. I actually gave my dad for Christmas, a jackpot Joey hoodie, same oh, one that you, you have oh. on right now. Oh, I don't know cool. if it was, I don't know if it was you or uh, Matt or whomever dropped some off. Uh, I think at the station or at Holy Grail or something, they brought him back and uh, I grabbed one for my dad and he likes it. So that's awesome. Awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad he likes it. Spread the word. <laughs> we, we've dropped that stuff off all, all over the place. So I, it was one of us probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it here. I'm trying to get some of the, uh, the comments here. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Kane here. He said, uh, regarding Josh Tubo, he said, keep in mind, Josh Tubo took on Lamar on one in one on one in the open field, that's pretty damn impressive for a big man. I, I think Josh Tupo, and I know Jake, let's go on locked on Bengals. That's like one of his favorite players. Mm-hmm. I think Josh, uh, Josh Tupo doesn't get the accolades that he, he, he deserves. He's a lot better than I think he, he's given credit for. Yeah, sneaky good player, and then kind of lost in the shadows, A, of getting hurt, and B, behind two masterful seasons from Larry Ogunjobi and DJ Reader. Uh, he's been a critical role player at times for them. So, you know, if he if he's able to go, that's obviously going to be a big lift. We've seen them earlier this week sign a couple of defensive tackles. I, I'm not sure that those guys are going to play a role, but they do have some NFL experience, so that's going to be important. And um, yeah, Tupo is he's kind of an unsung hero. Pretty uh, mm-hmm. yes. pretty effective player, uh, considering where he's at on the depth chart. Yeah, exactly, and, and it, it's that that to me that shows the 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 depth that we've had on this team and, and, and mm-hmm. because he is in the background and he's had a very good year. And, and like you said, the fridge, the acquisitions we've had with Larry Oak and Joby this year and last year, DJ reader. And it goes back to the narrative that I always try to bust is that people don't want to play here, which is completely wrong. You know, th- those two have been huge. Larry Oak and Joby and DJ reader have been huge for us. And now unfortunately yeah. Larry is out for the season. Do you, have you heard all I've heard is a foot injury. Have you heard any more than other than that? No, I don't know exactly what it is. I would assume it's it's probably some sort of a break or something like that, that enough to keep him out. Um, but yeah, I mean that that narrative, if it wasn't already busted by guys like like Ogunjobi and Reader having some success, it's busted with Joe Burrow coming mm-hmm. up and, and being mm-hmm. the quarterback that he's is, he is. I mean, we already saw Noah Fant, the Bronco tight end, tweeting about earlier this year, earlier this week about. Wow, Joe Burrow has turned that franchise around um, because it was true for a while. Nobody wanted to come here and you couldn't blame them because right. of, of just the way things worked out. But now, you know, from top to bottom, Joe Burrow has has changed this organization. And obviously the organization deserves a lot of credit because they had begun that before right. drafting Joe Burrow and knew right. you get Joe Burrow. We have to change because he's going to change us. Exactly. And so those two kind of forces working together to change and move forward have led to a lot of a lot of success in a lot of different ways. Anthony Ferkser, I see Brad's Brad's message. Anthony Ferkser, yes. Yep, he is a solid pass catcher. The rest of those guys are just dudes. <laughs> and Tony Tony here's got a good a good uh thing here. Uh Cam Sample can play play two that's what a DT that's why they drafted him. He's right on that. So we got you can't forget yeah. about forget about him. I think we'll see some camp sample in those pass rush situations at that defensive tackle spot. I don't know how well he is or how good he is as a, 
as a run stopper in that position. What I'll be interested to see is actually is Sam Hubbard is one of the best run defenders in the NFL top to bottom. So I wonder if, you know, they can find some ways to move him inside and use his effectiveness on the inside, get a guy like sample on the outside, you know, the, the various different ways to use him to, to make up for the Ogan Joby thing should be interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I am getting more confident going into the game now later than I kind of was Monday. Cause Monday we didn't know if Trey Henderson was going to play. We didn't know if Poopoo mm-hmm. was going to still don't know about him. We got samples coming in. So I'm feeling a little bit more, optimistic about it and the thing you have to look at too is like we said earlier in this broadcast that we played the titans last year and it's based their defense a little different but it's basically the same difference and i don't think if we get out in front of this team which is what i think the plan is i don't think they can catch us they're not built that way you know Mm -hmm. and i we i did a a space or my space or whatever the heck it's called on there on on twitter with zim (laughs) with a couple different uh titans fans and they kept saying they're going to control the ball and run, and you're, you're keep Joe off on you know on the sideline. Well, my thing is that's fine, but Joe can score like that, you know. Sure. So he's you could actually keep him off the field the whole time. And yeah. our run defense throughout this year has actually been pretty good. And Larry Ogunjobi is more of a uh, a three tech of a pass rusher more than a run stopper. DJ Reader, mm-hmm. BJ Hill, Tupo, those guys are more of the run stoppers. So. I really think we're going to be okay at stopping the run. And who knows if Derrick Henry, how completely healthy he is. Cause I, cause I saw sure. someone on Twitter or the NFL doc or whatever his, his name is, is saying that he's think he, to him, it looks like Henry's still limping on his foot a little bit. And so, hmm. I mean, Henry's supposed to be gone for the year. He's back. Who actually knows how good that foot really is to be honest. Yeah. You know, what I found most interesting looking at the numbers is after Henry went down they actually called more designed runs. They got the same yards per carry as with Henry. And they, uh, I forget the exact number, but it was, they were almost 10% better in the run game without Derrick Henry, which to me says that is a huge part of their scheme and how they scheme their running backs and, and the, the run game is coordinated as a whole. Um, so even without him, it, they're still going to be a handful in the run game. Right. Uh, so the what I find interesting about the matchup is if this is going to be the best defense the Bengals have played since Denver. And mm-hmm. the offense was hardly effective against Denver. They just did enough, and they were playing against a terrible offense with the Broncos. So, uh, you know, I, I'm a little worried about because of how poorly the, the Bengals executed in the red zone last week against the Raiders. And you know, I could see this as being another one of those low-scoring games at 24-17 type of situation. Um, but, you know, the Bengals, I think, aside from doing what we've seen them do the last couple of weeks, they've got to find a way to run the ball effectively and, and right. drain the clock as well. Uh, you don't want to get away from what you are, which is scoring and, and being and stretching the field and, and getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers. But at the same time, I mean, Joe Mixon's averaging 2.8, 2.9 yards per carry the last stretch of the season, and that's going to co- eventually come back to bite you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and that that's where I think the 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 emergence of Chase and what they are trying to do with him in the backfield that might that might be yeah. so there might be some more plays in there for him in the backfield. And the other thing I look at too is uh, Prince and. Uh, Akima Denji, our right tackle and right guard, both of them are actually better pass blockers yeah. than they are run blockers. So that's another thing where I think uh, Jackson Carmen is actually better at the run 
mm-hmm. blocking than it is pass. So that's another thing I issue. I think that's what's changed with the the, the running game. Sure. Uh, Whitney. Yeah, that, that that very well could be the case. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll we'll have to find out here. But Whitney's got a question here. She says, "Is the Titans uh, stunning going to be an issue?" It was versus the Jets, Bears, Chargers, I believe. What do you think about their stunts? Yeah, big, effective defensive line. I think they're like fifth in the NFL total defense, 25th against the pass, and a top five against the run. When when I was thinking about this game and, and thinking about some of the clunkers that the Bengals have had this season, which is, you know, against Chicago, against the Jets, against the Chargers, it was, you know, what do the teams like – Las Vegas, what do the teams like Tennessee, what are they going to pull from those games? And a lot of it was offensive line communication, miscommunication. One of the worst players to play for the Bengals this season has been Trey Hopkins. He's been downright awful. And he, when he's the guy that's in charge of your offensive line, that's a problem, right? That leads mm-hmm. to a lot mm-hmm. of communication issues. Then you have guys that are hurt. You have Jackson Carmen who's playing a little bit. They have Akeem Adeniji comes back in the middle of the season. Riley Reef gets hurt. That just all that works together. Right. Then you look at the way they played last week. That might have been the best offensive line performance they've had in two years. Yes. Gave up got two, sacked twice. Gave yep. up two sacks. Most both of them, I think Burrow kind of gave himself up and didn't have a lot of problems in terms of pressure and getting pressure in his face. The Titans do get a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. So I I don't know much about their stunt packages, but when you have a history of an offensive line that maybe struggles with those communication issues, they're going to throw everything at you. But think about the pass rushers the Bengals have faced this year. Nick Bosa, Mm -hmm. Joey Bosa, the the pass rushers they just faced. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngukwe. I mean, there's nothing that the Bengals offensive line at this point in the season hasn't seen. Right, that that that's what I was trying to get across uh, to the Titans fans is, yeah, you your front four is really good, but it's not like the Bengals haven't gone against great pass rushers all year, yeah. and the majority of the time they've done pretty well with uh, of keeping Joe Burrow upright for the most part, not every game, but but for the most part. And last weekend was like you said, one of the best performances as far as the pass blocking goes. Run blocking was another another issue, but right. uh, but hopefully, it, it, and, uh, good. And I will also say it takes some of the pressure off the offensive line and does them a favor when you have a guy like Joe Burrow that is elusive as he is, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When he when he can go off script, when he can make those plays, get out in that open space, throw the ball on the run. I mean, that that bails out an offensive line too, and it can frustrate a defense when you feel like you just you were just getting there, you were just about to get pressure, you're about to get a hand on him, and then no, he, he gets out of there and makes a play. That can certainly move, uh, work in the favor of the Bengals' offensive line. Exactly, and and that's that's one thing that the, the, that's the difference between jackpot at the beginning of the year and him now. The knee, I think, is getting is way more healthier, and he's more sure. sturdy and confident in the knee than he was beginning. He wasn't in those moves. He he just wasn't, you know. So and yeah. now, now he is, and I mean, like the the touchdown pass to TB this past weekend, where he's out of bounds, almost out of bounds, and throws it. I mean, I don't know if he makes that play at the beginning beginning of this year, mm-hmm. but for him to be able to move like that, that definitely helps out the offensive line for sure. Yeah, no question. His confidence right now is through the roof. Oh, yeah, it definitely, yeah. He got the shades on, man. You're gonna wear shades to the press conference. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're something right they there. They aren't cheap shades either. Those are Cardi. Ooh, they're nice. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have that kind of jack. Yeah. Me, <laughs> All right, me Matt Crenshaw both. here says. <laughs> Matt Crenshaw here says, "Do you think uh, we will use any five-two defense defense on first down runs?" 
That's a good question. It, it would be interesting to see. I was I was telling Tony, I think, yesterday that to me, a lot of the, the key for the Bengals defense is going to be how they defend Tennessee on first down, right? Because the last few weeks, Bengals defense has done enough to get off the field, but they really haven't been very good on third downs. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've had a lot of third and short situations, those third and manageable. So if you're giving up chunk yardage on first and second down, especially those running downs on first down like Tennessee likes to run, you're immediately putting yourself in the uh, behind the eight ball. So um, I do think that that's probably something you could see especially mm-hmm. with how well the secondary played. Jesse Bates played his best game of the season on yes, Saturday against the yes, Raiders. Von Bell he almost has had been solid, almost, almost had the interception. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Apple is taking steps forward each week, it feels like. Chidabe Awuzie, you could argue, has been the best player on the defense all season. So when your strength is your secondary, you can maybe take a few more chances by putting some guys in the box. And again, nobody is really afraid of Ryan Tannehill. Right, yeah, exactly. and that, that that's the funny thing. I'm in this space again with on Twitter. These Titan fans are, are trying to tell me that Ryan Tannehill is this Joe Burrow. I said, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I like, have you watched <laughs> Jackpot play? I like, they're not even close. I mean, Tannehill's a, a, a solid quarterback, but if you don't have Derrick Henry, you're not going anywhere. And I, or the running game or any of that. So, which I know you say Derrick Henry's been out, but the running game and their defense in general, Still, yeah, yeah, they're 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 not going anywhere. So I'll get to uh, – I can't kind of uh, talk about this earlier, but Cap Hole here says, do you think we will stop Derrick Henry without Ogunjobi and maybe Henderson? But I think Henderson is going to be be back. So that's kind of what yeah. you were just talking about before. Yeah, I think Hendrickson will be back. The, the other thing is, is linebacker play, right? We feel yes. like we didn't hear a ton from Logan Wilson. Uh, Jermaine Pratt has has been kind of a roller coaster. I I think Jermaine Pratt. What's funny about him is that you don't really know what you're going to get from a snap to snap basis from him. Sometimes he's <laughs> right. just going to go flying in there and make a play, and other times it's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, so that's going to be key. I mean, those guys playing their gaps, playing their gaps will be massive. And one thing, actually, the Bengals haven't struggled with a lot this year that is going to be massive, especially if Henry's in is tackling. The Bengals have been a solid tackling team all season long. That is one big dude they got to tackle. Right. If they can, you know, be fundamentally sound with the way that they tackle, that's going to give them a chance too because he's going to fall forward, right? So that's the importance of getting that penetration into the backfield, hit him early. He's still going to fall forward most likely, but if you can, you know, keep those longer distances, it'll be big. Now, this is one thing I was about to bring up here too, but but Tony got it brought up in the chat here. He said Taylor was with Tannehill for like five years in Miami. And before yeah. that, with him, he was at Texas A&M. Right. Yeah, I've kind of thought, this, you know, Zach might know Tannehill better than, than Vrabel does. To be honest, he's coached him sure. longer. So there might be some things that he can he can give Lou and say, hey, that's a good this or situation or this look or whatever that, you know, that they don't they won't have an answer for, I'm hoping. Well, he certainly knows Ryan Tannehill more than any head coach that's that they've faced so far this season. And mm-hmm. and I don't know how much of Zach Taylor's time is spent with Lou Anarumo, but anything that he can provide him is something that's right. going to be helpful. Uh, and obviously a lot of that on film. It, it's one of the interesting parts about it. Obviously, what I think about is Zach Taylor had a beard back then. I'm glad now for his <laughs> sake that he doesn't have a beard anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's interesting to see. I mean, Tannehill's gotten better, but... You know, if there's still, you know, some demons in there somewhere, maybe Zach Taylor can find a way to expose those. 
There you go. Um, Nick asked here, he says, do you guys think sitting everyone for Cleveland's game might have had a negative impact on Saturday, even though it was 100% the correct decision? I'll let you go first. No. Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, no, I, I think it was, I think it was had nothing, no impact whatsoever. I think it, I think it helped because the healthier yeah. you are, the better. And that's one thing that I thoroughly enjoy. And I think Zach should get more credit on is how healthy this team is. Cause that, that's yeah. the last couple of years we've been so injured and Marvin Lewis teams, they were always so injured going into the yeah. game or going to the playoffs. And Marvin Lewis always said, you know, you don't practice, you don't play yada, yada, yada. Zach's like, like, Trey, Trey uh, Hopkins, to nurse him along all year, like every Wednesday he had practice mm-hmm. off. You know, he got as a yeah. practice, but he, he wouldn't actually participate. And that's help him uh, with his knee and, and, and get it better. Same thing with Joe Burrow and all that. I think it's the new way, new age of young head coaches. And I think that's been very effective as far as getting the Bengals to the point where they're at. Where we re- I know we lost Riley Reef and we lost, we lost Larry Ogunjobi, our starters. That's really it. I mean, Trey Henderson, or yeah. I mean, um, uh, not Trey Henderson, um, the cornerback. Um, oh my goodness, that Trey would, that, Waynes. It, Trey Waynes, thank you. I don't really yeah. count him. <laughs> he's been healthy the yeah. whole time he's been here. But the two legit starters, those are the only two we've lost. And last year we lost so many starters. I think that has a really a lot to do with getting these guys to the point they're at, especially with the extra week week we had this year. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Against the Las Vegas Raiders, all 11 starters that started that game started together in week one. Mm-hmm. How many times that happens in the NFL is very, very few. And that obviously, when when you have that many reps together, it plays a huge role. I, I don't know how much of a role a head coach plays in that. I'm sure he does. I, I think your point about Marvin is correct. He was kind of hard-nosed about that and about practice. Um it's also just guys are different now, especially some of these guys that come up in these massive programs like the Bengals have have loaded their roster with the Clemson and, and the Ohio States and and those type of, of schools that they have a bunch of players from. I mean, those those schools teach it the same way, too, where, you know, guys aren't going to overwork themselves because there's plenty of depth at those schools. And I don't know if how much if I'm making sense at all, but. You know, it's just kind of people have changed, the game has changed, and coaches have changed. Yeah, exactly. You have you have to change. You have to be willing to change with the times, and that's one thing about Marvin. Sure. I love Marvin Lewis. I, I'm I'm yeah. not trying to talk bad about him at all. He 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 took us to seven playoffs. We never won one, but he you know he got us to a certain level. But you have to be able to, to change with the times the way way the the new age mm-hmm. of football is. Like right now, I mean, it's a it's a passing league. You know, if you don't have an yeah. offense, I mean. You don't have an offense to pass the ball. I mean, now the Titans don't have an offense really to pass the ball, so they're more old school. We'll see how it works. But most yeah. most of the teams are in the playoffs. They're throwing the ball all over the place, and they're rushing guys. These are the new things, the new age of the NFL. No question. Let's see, let's get to Kane here. He said, yeah, Tony and the Texans and Jets got them also. The Titans are good, well-coached team, but they aren't a juggernaut at all. If Burrow is locked in, Locked on of these other things will will, will not matter. Mm-hmm. As I'm trying to raise long, it gets gets kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually strange how much the Bengals and Titans season uh, have mirrored each other. They've had mm-hmm. some really very impressive wins. They've had some less than impressive losses uh, against teams that they shouldn't have lost to. I mean, the Titans lost to the Texans. 
but <laughs> we they lost went to out the Jets. and they, yeah, and they, yeah, we lost to the Jets. They went out and hammered Kansas City. The Titans have, have played just very up and down football. I do think they're two very similar teams. And Tony had the stat earlier uh, on our show talking about DVOA and how the Titans actually have the worst DVOA of any number one seed since the playoffs began. Uh, so that, you know, kind of goes into to show that, yeah, they're the number one seed, but they have some flaws as well. They're beatable. And, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, if Joe Burrow is playing at the level that he's played over the last five games, which is the best in NFL history from a quarterback rating wise, then you have a chance to beat anybody. Exactly. And that, that's one thing I said. That's why I was so excited. I think the whole city was excited about getting jacked by Joey Burrow. Because once you have that quarterback, and, and I, I think I said this on yesterday's show, that I think the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. If you had mm-hmm. that elite quarterback, it makes up for so many other deficiencies. Like, yeah. the, like we just talked about on this show here, the maneuverability that that Jack or that that, that Joey has, because off its line, it's it's better. It's still not sure. where we all like it, but it has helped him be able to get out and, and get outside the pocket and make moves. And not all quarterbacks can do that. I mean. Carson Palmer was a statue back there. He he didn't yeah. get out very often to do that stuff. But this is stuff that Aaron Rodgers does. This is, this is stuff that Patrick Mahomes does. You know, they get out and they move. And and when you have that piece, it, it helps so much. And I still remember having a debate with people on on Twitter <laughs> that they think we should we should have drafted a, 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 a Chase uh, from Ohio State. Um, well, Chase Young, back. yeah. Chase Young, thank you. Chase Young, number one overall instead of Joe Burrow. I said, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. You have – and I'm, I can't believe I never hear – I haven't heard they'd anybody be, say that here lately. They, they'd be 4-15 and 15 or whatever right now. 4-13. and Let's get the cowboy here. He the Titans are a good team, obviously playoff-worthy. The fact that they are number one should not, and I think it will not affect our mindset toward them at all. No, I don't – I think the confidence in this, this team has. I don't think anything's – scaring them to be honest no you know i think i'm glad he brought up mindset because i think after last weekend things have have kind of completely changed first of all i don't think that this team gave much thought to the 31 years going into saturday against the raiders but you know we in the media that is the narrative and it's it's less about the the players on the field and more about the organization as to can they get past and, and over this hump mm-hmm. so they did all that pressure think about it now all that pressure is off those players right they are already a year ahead of schedule i've mm-hmm. said from the beginning even before they they played on saturday i didn't care if they won or lost because in my mind they've already exceeded expectations Absolutely. i thought they would be right around that 6 win mark here they are they've won 11 games they're they're in the second round of the playoffs so all that pressure is off them they feel like they have nothing to lose they're still very healthy um they they have they were at, at one point this season better on the road than they were at home um and Burrow is unfaced, and, and mm-hmm. you talked about that. The weather is not going to be awful. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be terrible. Bengals have played in worse, play, probably played in worse on Saturday. So the fact that it all the way around is a relatively even playing field uh, should give fans a lot of excitement. Exactly. Like Whitney said, said this team is a bunch of myth busters and exorcists. <laughs> yeah. Cursed and jinx don't matter. And that and that's the other thing. You look at this way, and Pat McAfee brought this up, and I never really thought about it. But this organization has never won a road game ever in the history of the organization. Yeah. So I think that's another thing that they're going to uh, debunk here 
come this Saturday. At least I hope they, so. Anyway. They certainly have the, the opportunity to do it. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they did. Exactly. Now, before I let you go here, I, I got to find out. You you and uh, Tony, and I think Mo, you guys had a bet, right? And you, mm-hmm. you ended up losing it, right? I did. I lost it bet terribly. <laughs> what was the bet again to, 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 for people the, who don't know? The bet was we had a sheet of every single bowl game, and we had to pick the winners with the number, whatever the spread was, and whoever finished last had to bartend for two hours at this bar in Reading called Augie's, and we and whoever lost has to pay for the other two's drinks that oh night. Boy. Oh, boy. And it actually came down to the LSU game mm-hmm. uh, between me and Tony. And uh, I picked LSU. This was before I knew none of their players were, were playing. <laughs> and I, re- oh, no, I remember you talking about this on the show now. Yes, and LSU this. got yeah. beat like a drum. Yeah. And uh, so now we're hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll be arranging this so we can go to Augie's and I'll be behind the bar. I don't know anything about bartending. I've never done it once in my life. But the people of Reading and of Augie seem to be very excited. So I know it's going to be a fun night. I hope I can just make some money off tips. I hope I can break even. There you go. There you go. Well, the, the legend Tony Pike is going to be there. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's his neck of the trouble. woods. He's going to be, it's going to be trouble. He's going to be buying rounds for people. And it's going to be bad. <laughs> now. Tell everybody, you, you actually have your own podcast here, too. Well, tell, tell some people about that, too, as well. I do, yeah. I have a podcast called Ball Don't Lie. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Spotify, all those different places. I just do it once a week, usually about half hour, just whatever is on my mind about sports. Uh, I actually just recorded it before I hopped on with you for this week, and it, it's about um, the Bengals breaking the drought, and also, you know, a question that was asked of me: Why do we allow? Why do we, as fans, allow sports and teams to affect our emotions so much? Why do we? Why do we get up so high? Why do we get down so low? And I, I sought to to answer that question on this week's podcast. So, ball don't lie with Audie Elmore. It's uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. Awesome, awesome. You definitely have to download download it and uh, check it out. Um, and then you listen to you, you and uh, Tony every day, uh, only for two hours though. We need a third yeah. hour working Cincy on that third hour, need that, noon need to that two, Cincy 360 ESPN 1530. Uh, you can follow Tony at Tony underscore Pike 15. Follow myself at Audie Elmore, A-U-T-Y-E-L-M-O-R-E. We're usually tweeting stuff out, uh, podcast available on the iHeartRadio app. You can also listen live on the iHeartRadio app plus on your dial at ESPN 1530. Awesome. Awesome. So now I've had you on the show. I've had. I had Jeff Carr, who actually doesn't – I don't think he works there anymore. He just does the lock He doesn't. On. Love love yeah. my guy, Jeff. Good yeah, guy. Jeff's a great guy. I hit on, I've had Mo on here. I got to get Tony on here. We got to so get you, Tony you, Pike. You have to give Tony Pike crap that he has to come on. I will. Show. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to bring this up real quick because you guys were talking about uh, the third hour la- last week. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think you guys said on the show, you know, if I if I uh, sponsor your hour, you you, you know, you, you, <laughs> and I said, you know, or you said I should sponsor your third hour, and I said, well, yeah. you guys sponsor my I'll, my show, I'll sponsor your third hour. So yeah. something to think about, something <laughs> to think about. I might have to bring that up. Might be part of the the negotiations. <laughs> there you go. All right, Austin, man, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Anytime you want to come back on, just hit me up. And who day? Who day, man, Jeff? Thank you very much. No problem. See ya. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Go download his uh, podcast. Check him out on Cincy 360 every day from noon till 2. Like I said, I really actually thoroughly enjoy him and Tony Pike. I don't always agree with everything they say, but I enjoy their show together. 
and uh, just the, the banner they have back and forth. I think it's a, a lot of fun. All right, let's get some more comments here. And then I think I might roll one out here. Cat Paul, with those first playoff games, nerves are gone. I'm hoping for some more 500 passing yards from games from Jackpot. I hope you are correct. That would be unbelievable. And I, I really do think that's – there's a very good chance. I just don't see their their cornerbacks aren't as talented as our wide receivers. They're just not. I don't care what Titan fans say. They're just not. <laughs> when we have the Migos, we have Chase, we have Higgins, we have TB, and he's still got Uzama, who, by the way, was the second-leading receiver in the playoff game. You guys got – we have all them. You can't stop everybody. You just can't. And that's the thing to me where I'm like, we are more talented offensively than they are. They're more, could be well, they're probably more talented in defense than we are. But once you get out in front of them and, and, and their talent is their front four. If our, if our offensive line can hold off just enough so jackpot can get the ball off to chase or T or TB, I think it's good. We're going to be having a blast down in um tennessee so let's see here john hinkle what's up uh the team focus has been or the team has been focused for several weeks now yes and and that's the thing too we kind of said this on with austin elmore that this team focus i i said this before with uh with cap the 31 years that wasn't on the players that was on us as fan a fan base because we have been the ones that went through the 31 years i mean my son prince ice who's cat pole on here. Just you guys are curious. Um, he's never seen a winning, his team win anything <laughs> ever. And he was there with me watching the Bengals win their first playoff game in 31 years. And it was awesome. That pressure, if they felt any is gone. So I know some people say we're playing with house money and to, a, to a certain extent, we are playing with house money, but the thing is, and this is what I said, I'll, I'll roll, roll it back to what I said in the summertime with the Reds. And, and I didn't say this, but I agree with it. Lance McCouch said this. Sometimes you, this, you don't pick the season. The season picks you. This year, the season has picked the Bengals, and we have a very legitimate shot to do this thing. So, again, we have nothing to lose. You know, go out there, spread them out. Let's throw it. We do have to run. We do have to run. We have to, have to run the ball a lot. But I do think we can get there and we can throw it on them. I mean, we put 41 on the – Ratbirds, we put you know forty on the on the squealers. We can do this. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. And these some of these Titan fans that I've talked to are so cocky, like they've like they've done something. I mean, yeah, you get the number one seed, but you they're like, yeah, we beat Kansas City. Okay, you beat Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing that good. You beat Buffalo when uh, Brandon or uh, I would say Brandon Josh Allen wasn't playing that good. They're playing, those two teams are playing, and their quarterbacks are playing better now. Jackpot Joey Burrow is playing as good or better than any of those guys right now. So that's where I'm saying, you Titan fans, don't sleep on, on the Bengals, man. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game, and it might be Money Mac or Shooter, <laughs> as, a, as it looks like that's what the uh, the players are calling them. So let's see here. Uh, Jeff Holmes, let's get the year share. Man, I wish I could make it to Nashville be a part of, but those seats are pricey for me. I'll be watching from home this weekend. Yeah. I don't, hey, like I said, I, they are pricey. I like I said, <laughs> we're sitting in the sky, but it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, 
we're not going to go to the AC championship game. I mean, the Bengals are, but me and Prince Ice are not. But Super Bowl, you never know. We'll find out. Catpole, jackpot, jackpot is good under pressure, and he's been all season. So that might, that line might not be as important as you think. You're right. And, and the way he moves, like I said, he's very elusive. I mean, he threw the ball. He was almost damn near out of bounds when he threw the touchdown to Tyler Boyd. Joey can move. Those are the things that he can do now that he couldn't do at the beginning of the year because of his knee. And that man is going to fight and fight and fight until he can't fight anymore. And the other thing that Joe's done really well, he has a third interception in, I want to say three games, maybe four games. I mean, his passer rating is ridiculous. So he's been playing out of his mind, the best, his best play of the year so far. And, I think Dan Horde asked him this in the um, press conference, if he's ever sucked in a playoff game, any playoff game his entire life from, you know, peewee to high school to college. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I usually do pretty good. <laughs> I, lo- I love it when he answers stuff like that. It's awesome. All right, let's get to a couple more here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, Tony, I made it without crying. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Kevin, um, who got your back? Why not us? Who day? All the way, baby. Exactly. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Jeff Holmes, what a difference a couple of leaders, Burrow and Taylor, make in the locker room and a few in the organization on how the Bengals are viewed from here on out. Exactly. I, I When you have those guys, and that's the one thing – that I will give Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin credit for is big big <laughs> big boy big <laughs> yeah I think I think uh, you're the one that tweeted out and said I could have been the the big boy the Bengals big boy with my uh <laughs> my overalls <laughs> so um I don't even remember I lost my whole train of thought now. I don't even remember what I was even saying so. <laughs> Maybe I'll get back to it. Brad here says turnovers will determine the winner. I determined last week we got that last pick, and that was unbelievable. I, I now for all of you who were at the game, did you think he intercepted it? For some reason, I knew he did. I don't know why. We're in that we were down at the other end zone. I could see it, and I, I thought I thought he intercepted it. So I was uh, I was pretty sure on that. John Hinkle, any word of Joey getting the MVP? Is the odds better now? I haven't seen any odds on it in a while. Um, the MVP or the awards and everything won't come out till they do the uh, NFL honors. And that's, um, I think, I think it's in between or it's after the season. I think it's in between the Super Bowl or, or it's after the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. Great. Yeah. I love seeing Jonathan Indy at the game too. And he was at the, Bengal Jim's tailgate, and I was there almost the whole time. And then he, he must have showed up when we left because we like going in early and getting down there and, and cheering the boys on as they're getting ready. So he must have showed up at Bengal Jim's tailgate at the end. So we did not get to to meet him. I would have, I would have uh, liked to see him. What is that? <laughs> Joanna says hi. What's up, <laughs> Joby? Wanna? If I say it, right, I probably said it. I probably said. It. Probably said it wrong. All right, we got some more. Who else? Eli and Zay Jones wrap it up, but the 
INT was great. Oh, Eli. Yes. Eli Apple played really well. I thought so. Foxy, what do you got here? That pick wouldn't have mattered if he had batted the ball down, but the pick was better. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have mattered either way. You're right. It would not have mattered, but I, I love it that he ended it with a, with a pick. I, I just, that, that, and that's going to be a thing for Bengals fans from here on out. Where were you when Jermaine Pratt intercepted Carr to win the Bengals' first playoff game in 31 freaking years? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, by the way, if you guys have not checked out Bengal Jim's show from last night, it was awesome. It was so cool. They basically done what I've done here on the past shows where they let just local pe- people, whoever's watched the show, they put a link in there and come on and, and talk about their experience uh, on Saturday of, of watching the Bengals win their first playoff game in 31 years. And it was so much fun. I got on there for a little bit. It just fires you up. I, if you have not watched Bengal Jim's show, go watch it. It was so cool. Just the energy in this it, it, on that show is the energy that's going around in the city about the Cincinnati Bengals and what they are doing right now. It's it's awesome. Tony, what do you got here? He said, it's perfect. Can he erase the perfect? Yeah. Yeah. I we this whole that whole thing erased everything. You know, it erased everything. It's and I kept saying this Saturday. I kept screaming it. 31 years ends today. And it did. Now, Saturday, I'm gonna be like, Bengals are gonna get their first road playoff win. Let's go. I cannot wait. All right. Uh, the I, I'll try to read your name here. The Positive Universe Project David G says, watching Bengal Jim in tears in the final whistle was awesome. Yeah, there was lots of us in tears. I was in tears. I was hugging everybody. I, I was hugging total strangers. It was awesome. Let's see here. Hoss, what do you got? Saw you on the family head. Had me all emotional who day. Yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, I, I tried to get through it because like I said once I started talking watch talking about watching the game with my son and everything, I started getting a little misty eyed, but it was awesome. Foxy, let's see here. You uh in my living room because I can't buy tickets. Hey man, be be a Bengals fan wherever you can, man. Uh, there there's there was years and years that I could not afford season tickets. So be a fan for wherever you are at. It is not a problem whatsoever. Be loud, be proud. And Foxy, I want another victory lap. Okay. I saw one in the ice ice cave a couple weeks ago. I, I didn't see one this week after the, the playoff win. And I'm a little disappointed. You know, I went and did one and and well, I was like a short one. I ran down my front yard and gave it to Prince Ice and he ran around because like I said, I stood up for 12 hours and I'm almost 50 and my legs are sore. <laughs> so it was really hard to to make it around the the cul-de-sac. Who day, who day? John Hinkle, prediction for the Bengals, Titans. Bengals 31, Titans 24. MVP of the game is our kicker. Shooter! Or Money Mick, Money Mac, whatever you call. I, like I said, I really do think it's going to be a tight game. You know, I, I would love us to just blow them out. It'd be a nice, easy win. That would be great, but I just don't see that happening. I just, you know, I think the Titans are, are too good of a team. Their defense is too good, but I, I just... I think we have more firepower than they do. We'll find out. Rob, honestly, don't remember much after Pratt's INT. I fell to the ground. It was all I had left. People in the stands around me 
were pretty concerned. <laughs> like, oh, did he have a heart, a heart attack? Did he die? <laughs> Ken, what's up? Holding it down from Knoxville, Tennessee. At the Bengals. For, hey, are you going to make the trip over to, to Nashville? I know it's Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville and Nashville are somewhat close. If you are, at least come tailgate with us. We're at Bengal Gyms. Whenever he verifies where it's going to be at, we're going to be there. Pops. Pop, props. I'll get it right here. Props to Isaiah Prince for keeping Crosby at bay most of the game. Exactly. And I, that's the thing. I think Adenogy and Prince did really well in pass blocking. Like I said, they got to improve on run blocking a little bit, but I think they did really well. And I, like I said, our it's not like the Raiders had a terrible front four. They got a pretty good front four and a really good pass rusher. So the offensive line played really well. There's a very good chance that the offensive line played really well this week. And like I said, he got jackpot. Sky's the limit, man. Foxy, I will get to it, LOL, if we win. Was too emotional after that win. Well, I had time to to kind of compose myself. So I was I was at the game and then walked walked to where Mrs. Ice picked us up and then came home. Bradley, uh, honestly, uh, I'll be honest. I thought it was going into overtime. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my, my honest thoughts is I didn't go, oh, no, here we go again. I just kept going, please make a stop. I'm like, please, we got to make a stop. Like, I was freaking out. I mean, I was just, it was the pressure of making the stop. All you got to do is make one stop. And the calls were going against us. And everything that was happening, I, I did thought, I was like, okay, if they score a touchdown, it goes in overtime, okay. We just got to make a stop. And it was just all of that. And then once Pratt intercepted that ball, the whole stadium just exploded. And so did I. 31 years of frustration, being pissed off, being disappointed, it's gone. <laughs> all in one swoop. I've never had that kind of emotion in my life from so intense of, okay, we got to make a stop. We got to make a stop. To, yeah! <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Crip, if we get a win, a road playoff win, we can win the Super Bowl. Who day? Who day? Ric Flair. Exactly. Uh, Foxy and my kids hide my flag from me. Oh, come on, Fox. They got they, You got to go find your flag. Come on now. That, that That's not nice. If your kids are watching, give Foxy his flag back. Give your dad his flag back. He's got to do a victory lap, okay? Tony, my panic went out the window after the KC game. That's the team we have. They demonstrated or, or demonstrate by I can't read that word. The defense. <laughs> no, I mean reading don't get along sometimes. Rob, 31 years of tor- tears poured down my face. One more, and I think I'm gonna get out of here. John Hankel. The Bengals fans should come to the stadium if they make the AFC championship, they would sell the stadium out and watch it on a scoreboard. Oh, you mean at PBS? They might. I don't know. Oh, good, Foxy, you got your flag back. That's good. I am happy for you. I was going to have to go down to Louisville and take kids and give you your flag back. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State, 
Since that Reds running third, hitting for home, the ice bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. TikTok is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sign off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. So if you missed any of the interview with Austin Elmore, go check it out. It'll be on B-Pod, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Please leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals, like I said, if it wasn't for you guys watching the show when it first started, then I would not be doing this. By the way, I started my third season. It's somewhere around here. I don't exactly know the date, but so somewhere in the middle of January. January is the third year of me doing this, so I appreciate every single one of you guys. I'm at 1,459 subscribers. That is awesome. I hope to get to 2,000, excuse me, 56, not 59. can't read my own handwriting. Uh, I hope to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. So please tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with Strawberry Eyes. Talk about the podcast, talk about the YouTube channel, and tell them to follow me. And other than that, as my boy who someday will come back on the show, it's very busy man, Jeremy Dimebag D likes to say, Cincinnati fans. Remember one thing, and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it, and everybody else can shut the up because we won a playoff game. Boom! Who day? And that's your sports, baby. See ya! Black and white.